It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 70, Happiness Patrol. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jerry, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS should be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by... And my name is Eric. I like the but, switch up. It was nice ah, to not be the one having to say it and worry that I've done it wrong. How are I you, Dan? We just uh, we I called an audible there, and we just do it the other way around this time. I'm doing I'm doing very well, like Eric. It. How how are you this uh, Christmas Eve Eve? Oh, Though, I'm doing... by the time people are listening to this is at at least post Christmas. Yeah, it's the day so. after uh, Christmas if you celebrate such holidays. It's still uh, after Christmas, even if you don't celebrate. Yeah, a lot of people, I see a lot of people with the sign, uh, the Keep the Christ in Christmas sign. That's a very popular one. You in do see a lot of that in I your like neighborhood? Keep, I like to keep the pagan. Uh, I like to take Christmas back for the uh, winter solstice, uh, yeah. for the, you know, yeah. the, the conquered lands. Uh, I like the uh, the magic of it. Happy solstice a week yeah, ago. Solstice. Sorry, belated. Sorry, happy belated solstice. Kwanzaa. Uh, you. Kwanzaa is soon. Hanukkah was a long time ago. That was early this year. Very uh, yeah, so whatever you celebrate, it's fine. We're a uh, multi-denominational podcast. Or if you're no denomination, um, happy early uh, new Doctor Who New Year's show instead of a Christmas show. Yeah. The that... special is going to be New Year's, which I think is kind of cool. All right, let's let's just throw everything out the door. Well, now we have a female <laughs> Doctor Who. Now it's no longer a Christmas. Ugh. So uh, get ready for that. <laughs> All right, be before fun. we get into, speaking of... Doctor Who, let's just briefly oh. touch on, uh, let's not briefly touch uh, <laughs> the new Doctor, hashtag me too, that would be inappropriate. Uh, let us briefly touch on the new season now that it's complete and not, we're not going to go into it, uh, but we both have, have seen all of them now. Yeah. So what are your overall impressions keeping it uh, brief? Keeping it brief, because that's not what this show is about. This show is also not about keeping it brief. Um, man, I think it's the same as I've said every week that we've talked about it since the new season has been airing. I like every component about it. I like the performances. I like the production design. I like the general ideas of the stories for the most part. But almost every single one of them just leaves me a little flat. There's just not... there's. I don't know what's missing. I can't put my finger on it. I like it. It's it's fine. It's fun. Um, I still love the show. There's something about it that's missing. I don't know what it is. And maybe think, it's just like the first se- series with a new showrunner and and you know everyone just kind of finding their footing. And and I feel like maybe that kind of happens with new Doctor's first seasons. But I don't know something about it. Um, I love it, but it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite season. All right. Eric? I think, I think I've think i crystallized uh, my okay. thoughts on this last <laughs> night for some you reason. You sprung this on me, by the way. I, I, didn't, I didn't really Oh, no, this, this is thought, not prepped. So. Uh, but yeah. I was just thinking about it last night. I don't, while I love Jodie Whittaker, mm-hmm. and I like her doctor to an mm-hmm. extent, I don't Ooh. like the way 
the doctor is written, and I figured it out last night, is because it's this like ADHD doctor that is really, really smart and brilliant in the moment. But when you pull back the greater picture, it's uh, she's sort of uh, disconnected and there's it's you know, there, she's unsure. It's like she just sort of doesn't know. And she's da, 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 but I am brilliant. I'm brilliant. She's constantly telling us she's brilliant and she is brilliant in these moments, moment to moment. She could figure anything out and it's awesome. But when mm-hmm. you pull back, the, she, you never get a sense. And we're going to talk about it a little bit. Happiness Patrol, and then actually the preceding Doctor Who story, where the Doctor felt like the Doctor was in charge and there was a plan, and you would follow the Doctor into battle or whatever because the Doctor knew it was going on. And I feel like that actually captures my feeling of the whole show this season, is that scene to scene, it's very good. It looks great. The cast is great. Uh, the actors, you know, as far as like how they, they act are good. It just looks, it's just, it's really good. Moment to moment, I love all these little scenes and there's great little character moments, but there's no through line through each episode is sort of a standalone individual monster of the week. And in the finale, they tried to sort of tie it back to the first one, but it wasn't really earned because there wasn't the greater, there was no like overarching plan. You know, it's like the first time yeah. Doctor Who came back in 2005, there was that bad wolf thing that you didn't necessarily pick up on. It was like, oh, oh okay, that we've been building to this. And it felt like earned and like, oh, wow. And I feel like this is missing that. And I feel like it's 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 like a holistic, the way that I feel about the Doctor is actually how I feel about the whole show. And that's scene to scene, I love it. I just wish that they knew what they were doing. It feels like there's no, there's no like... Uh, What's the word? I'm, I keep. I guess I yeah, keep no, saying it. There's no, no like no overarching line. master plan to right. this. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like if that were missing, and I feel like if the doctor felt a little bit more in control, or knew it, it wasn't so like, oh, what is it? You know, I'll figure it out. I'm, you know, she's sort of like stumbling into these things. Yeah, she's yeah. going to places, doesn't know necessarily why, or doing things she doesn't know why, but she's confident in herself that she's going to figure it out because she's so, so smart. But that's kind of reckless. Too, I mean, she, yeah, in a way. So I don't know. That was wh- what are, where I sort of ended with it. Landed. Thank you for that. No, that that helps me actually. You're articulating some of the feelings I have about it as well. In fact, the last story that we saw, I didn't realize was the season finale. It because it just had no. Yes, they brought back some of the characters and ideas and what they're trying, but it it didn't feel like a cohesive whole at all, no. and that tends to be the case. And and and. Obviously, as I say this almost every time we do a, a, an episode here, I like the continuity. I like the mythology. I like world building around that. And there was so little of that in this. Um, so that – yeah, and it they wouldn't... don't have to do that every time, but they tend to. So I kind of expect it that they're going to kind of pull things in that they've been leading up to throughout the season. And even in Monster of the Week episodes, they'll, they'll still put in – something that's building towards something larger and there really wasn't it any wouldn't of that have taken much they could have no. just had little glimpses of those wonder twins i can't remember their name the jet literally the music sounded like star wars and then they were doing like star wars rock moving did that yeah it sounded like the john white whatever yeah but if they had just had glimpses of them or something 
where there was little bits in each one of these stories, just like a hint, like the crack in the wall and yeah, the yeah. you know Steve Moffat. I mean, some year. people found that to be a little heavy handed, though. Like that maybe is the other extreme. Is yeah, the it, did, Matt it doesn't Smith crack need to be that, right, but it could have right. been as subtle as yeah. Bad Wolf or yeah. just something that when you did reveal them, you would be like, oh, we're finally going to figure out what this mm-hmm. thing was, and then you would feel a little bit like it was a finale. It was a very good standalone episode the finale very good i loved it i thought thought nothing against it it was very interesting and i liked it you know it doesn't really work together and i i kind of i feel exactly what you're saying with um jody whittaker's performance of the doctor although i can't quite tell if if uh the daffiness that she's expressing in the moments when she's not under pressure and being the doctor and saving the day and having you know uh, crazy amount of confidence in her abilities um, when she's just kind of being silly. I don't know if that is the doctor putting on an act of that or how much, I don't know how much of that balance is like actual doctor versus her trying to put people at ease or let them underestimate her. Cause that is a thing that the doctor does, but it's, it's even more so like, I think Matt Smith got dinged a lot for um, people not liking the silliness of his performance of the Doctor. I'm thinking of him, you know, dancing with a fez, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, but I think that that works. So it's not as though this Doctor doesn't have have a precedence for that. To clarify my point, I don't mind the goofiness. I yes. actually love her goofiness, and I think it's charming. And I like her. Yes. As an actress, like I like. I, I just don't like the scripts or the the way that the Doctor. Maybe like if the Doctor, if she did everything that she's doing. But I felt confident that she knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like it a lot more. I just feel like she's doing the best she can with what she's given. It's just that there's not, it's, to me, it feels like a very, I said ADHD, but that's sort of like, it's scattery. I I know what you mean. And I feel like that's sort of the writing is all over the place. Like there's not, it's just not focused uh, in, in a way that maybe it should be focused. Yeah. I mean, and you, also said that she has these moments where she's when she's doctoring when she's doing like they're in the in the crisis mode and she she has these moments where she's like i don't know what the answer is but i'm sure i'll come up with it and i know if i just keep moving it's the answer will arrive and i mean she does that in a lot of episodes and that is a weakness of the of the storytelling yeah um because you know that the doctor will we know this as the audience but i like to think that the doctor has more than just luck on her side and that feels like a lot of uh, we'll see that in this story, um, coincidentally, a lot of deus ex machina in it, just like, oh, stuff just happened to work out, um, as opposed to, like you said, as opposed to feeling earned in some cases. Right, um, and, and and I feel like just to... That's I don't, the, and that's the writing. That's not yes. her. Yes, and, and to, to, to piggyback on that, if we're <laughs> on do. piggyback mountain, which we usually are. Uh, yeah. uh, we're not, I thought I was supposed to talk about that. Um, oh, the compound on piggyback yeah, mountain? Don't, don't talk about ignore it. Ignore I'll just edit that part out. Um She's constantly saying how clever she is. And it's like, you don't need to write that. Just have her do clever things. Just be clever. And yeah, then we'll know clever. she's clever. Like, you don't have to. That, that to me feels like it is the, the writing of just like, yeah, yeah whatever. But anyway, We're I don't mean to be a killjoy. I don't want to be oh a killjoy. Oh, my God. Don't be a killjoy. Uh, so Not on Christmas. Yeah, unless you have anything else to add, uh, no, let's, let's get into Happiness Patrol because I'm very eager to, to talk about it. Let's get happy. All right. Hit the button, Dan. Candyman, I don't believe you've met my young friend Ace. 
an expert in calorification, incineration, carbonization, and inflammation. I beg your pardon. She's come to look at your oven. Has she indeed? Then she should wait to be asked. Impolite guests get to feel the back of my candy hand. That may be, Candyman, but the last time we met you said you were going to kill me. Really, Doctor? Thank you for reminding me. I wouldn't give that pimple head a hundred to one against you, Professor. Pimple head, indeed. I'm disappointed in you, Doctor. I expected you to choose your friends more carefully. Still, she won't be a friend much longer, will she? I agree, you are a pimple head. This is the Happiness Patrol. Uh, this is the second serial of the 25th season, November of 1988, Dan. I have a problem. I thought I wrote all this stuff down, but I didn't write the writer or the director down. So while I read the... writer... The, oh, you have it already. Go. Yeah. The, the writer is Graham Curry. Mm -hmm. uh, the director is Chris Clough. Someone's someone's corrected us before, and I can't remember if it's Clough or Clough. Terror of the Vervoids, Ultimate Foe, Delta and the Bannerman, Dragonfire, Happiness Patrol. Yes. Um, uh, Graham Curry... Uh, this is the only thing that Graham Curry has written for uh, for on air. Okay. Uh, well, oh. this in this story, uh, the Doctor and Ace investigate a human colony on the planet Terra Alpha, where depression is outlawed and any form of sadness. The streets are patrolled by a faction of happiness agents who round up killjoys for their leader, Helena A, and her sugar-coated homicidal robot, Candyman. You're shaking your head now. Did I get something wrong? No, just just Helen A. Isn't that what I said? Helen A? You, you Helen, said Helen A. A. Did I say Helen A? Yeah. All right, whatever. It's fine. So it's cancel the podcast. We're yeah, done. I I'm literally am just reading my... I have Helen A in my notes, but I <laughs> yeah, read no, it all together. It looks like Helena. Which would A. be Helena. Uh, the Doctor and A soon uh, allow themselves to be captured in an attempt to free the good people of Terra Alpha with the help of a fourth-year medical student with the heart of the blues inside him. Uh, and his magic harmonica. Dan, what did you think of uh, the Killjoy-ridden uh, Killjoy? I can't, I can't come off Killjoy with anything funny. Uh, what do you think of the Happiness Patrol? <laughs> Killjoy Division. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed this story a lot. I really liked it. I don't know what I was expecting going into it. I'd seen stills of the Candyman before, completely out of context years ago, knowing eventually we would get to this story and all would be revealed. And I was so down for it the whole way through. Um, this is definitely one of those stories. There, there was a lot going on here, and we'll, we'll, we can go into it beat by beat, but there were some things that didn't need to be in here, even though this is uh, a three-parter, my favorite type of uh, classic Doctor Who story. Um, so they didn't have a whole lot of extra stuff in, but they still could have trimmed a few things. Um, I'm speaking particularly of the Yoda people in their Orientalism <laughs> outfits living beneath the city. The Chuds, are you talking about? Did, the Chuds. We did not <laughs> need them at all. Otherwise, otherwise, no. Love this story. Super fun. Loved the uh, uh, the characters. The casting was fantastic. Um, you had, I mean, Helen A was terrific. Uh, her husband. Uh, Joseph is terrific. Uh, Harold, the 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 guy who used to write her jingles, but then just playing the yes. slot machines. Like even a minor character like that is only in it for like two scenes. Fantastic, whole way through. Loved everything about it. The creature design for for uh, the Candyman. I was totally <laughs> down for it. Everything about it. Yes, it's over the top and crazy and 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 cheesy, but in the best possible way. I friggin' loved it. Um, 
it's just such a weird story. It's just so weird. That's, I think, why I really enjoyed it. Plus, on top of all of that, the chemistry between Ace and the Doctor just keeps getting better and better and better. Every story with the two of them, um, their chemistry is just fantastic. So, I really loved it. Eric, what hated it. I did not. I I loved it. I loved it probably more than you. This is one of my. Oh, okay. We're gonna have a battle over who loved it more. Okay, let's do it. I loved it as much as you. We do not need to battle, Dan. Um, I uh, I loved. I thought it was just so funny and clever, and the cast was so good, and it was. Like you're saying, it was absurd, but it wasn't like absurd where it didn't make sense. Although certainly we well. could start talking about the Candyman sure. and all of that, but it was it was smart and it was just I thought it was very well directed too. Like I liked mm-hmm. a lot of the angles and like you know there's that noirish sort of vibe to the whole yeah. thing. And yep. the, the music was good. You know I liked the 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 wandering. Uh, I talked to the fourth year medical Earl. guy playing his harmonica and just even the way it opens because you have no context of what's going on. And this is just sort of old woman that's sort of sad walks down the, you know, the the rain. Is it raining at the time? Or just feels like it's like an alley, alley, moody, atmospheric. And then that dude comes up who's the undercover guy. Like it was it was great. It was I loved the whole thing. Yeah. Ace is amazing. Uh, The doctors is this doctor is great. I love this doctor, especially so following the previous story. Like, mm-hmm. whatever he's got going on now, and I guess that's this second season, right? Because yeah. this is the second serial. So this full this yeah. season so far is, is very good. Oh, it's nuts, man. Like, it's just... There's so many little things that are insane. Like, like the Helena's... Not Helena. Helena's weird husband, who's yeah. just like this... He's mo- like all the men in it are great. They're all sort of dopey. Like the two sad sack <laughs> snipers <laughs> that are complaining that women get all the good guns. Like their right. whole thing. I could have just watched a thing about them. Uh, there are characters like you're saying. You talked about the Wences or the Chuds or whatever those the pipe <laughs> yes. people are. They're not <laughs> yeah. necessary. I also thought that uh, the c- census dude, Trevor Sigma, he doesn't yeah. like. He's a part of it, and you see him multiple times, but he has no real reason for being there. There's no payoff for him. He's yeah, just, not really. He has he's meetings. a plot device. Yeah, he has meetings with Helen A, and I don't even remember what happens to him, to be honest with you. I think he just sort of disappears, and he's not. Yeah. Oh, no, he was done. He, he did, did he his uh, census, and he was going to leave. He, okay. had, he had the last he scene with him and the doctor. He's looking at his his scroll that has all the names that yeah, Ellen the missing A him. has taken care of in six months since you know a mile long. But I, I like the fact that Candyman has a, his life partner Gilbert <laughs> M. Like that whole that whole thing. Like what oh, their man, relationship got... was fascinating. That yes. you know you need me and I need me. Like that all whatever goes on there in the candy shop. Like it's so nuts, but also great. I don't know. I love. I I can't. I can't even. I, I've tattooed it on my chest in the Thug Life font, uh, but it just says Candyman. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Yeah, so I like that. With, uh, Photoshop. If you have a shirtless picture of me, uh, just Photoshop that out, and you can tweet it. And we'll all be happy. Yeah, man. Where do we start? I mean, how do you start <laughs> on uh, the story? Um. Well. We can just start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Jump That's in because place two. We have Dan. You're so smart. <clears throat> we have the the first scene, like you said, is is setting up this kind of the the noir vibe. It, it felt very noir to me, but it also had this uh, kind of Cold War sort of feel yeah, to me. Yeah, uh, 
which was kind of which was really interesting. I mean, you got it's just you know eighty eight, etc. Um, well, it's the eight, yeah, the eighties dystopian uh, future. You know, it's got the nineteen eighty four uh, thing going as well, like the secret police and blah, right, blah, right. Stuff. Plus, you know, just the the politics of the era. So it did feel very Cold War West Germany, mm-hmm. East Germany sort of thing going on especially you have the the undercover um agent from the happiness patrol well i guess he wasn't technically happiness patrol because there's no he's women, not happiness he was the, he was the undercover agent who who entraps the woman into um can't remember well, his name what's his name uh everyone silas but him silas p oh silas p but then he gets demoted right check check on the other side of his card yeah i think he does get uh, or he gets killed gets definitely gets killed um so we got we have uh, we have that starting it off. Uh, then we have the the doctor and Ace landing on the planet. Um, we have just a little bit of interaction with them before the story gets going, where the doctor is telling Ace about all these adventures with dinosaurs, and he brings up uh, the brigadier as well, which is it was kind of nice. So like this is what they're doing when they're when they're traveling through time. Uh, he's going to tell her all these stories and, and you know the plans of what they're going to do. Whereas with previous companions, it's just like. Like, well, why are you still there? Yeah, well, she's gen- yeah, she's genuinely interested. Yeah, in being like, where a part Mel of didn't this seem is. like. I think Mel just probably you know just hung out in her room the entire time between stories. I don't know. Like, it didn't feel like there was much life between things, stories where yeah. this does. Was she the one that had the glass menagerie? Was that Mel that had the glass menagerie in her little room, or was I that? Know. I can't even remember if that was a previous companion, but somebody had that little their little sadness room. Shoot, I can't remember who had that. Anyway, it doesn't it matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. So I'm gonna correct this. None of that um, yeah, so that that was that was kind of fun. Um, we do meet um, uh, uh, Trevor Sigma um, at some point uh, in the first story, and he's uh, the the no nicknames, aliases, pseudonyms, nom de plumes, real names um, uh, thing that we had going on there. The it was a little weird to me. Not weird. I guess this happens all the time in these stories. But the doctor kind of. Buffalo's uh, Trevor Sigma later by just kind of blustering and saying, "I answer, yeah, I ask the questions around here," and just kind of turns it on him in such a way that it felt, it just felt a little bit too easy. Like just, I didn't buy it as much as maybe I should have. Um, that was one thing that was a little bit, little bit weak to me is that the Doctor just kind of buffaloes him and then uses him to get in to see Helen A. And then everyone, no one there questions him. Uh, her husband Joseph doesn't doesn't question him lets the doctor in to see helena while she's doing you know um giving her execution orders and whatnot it just felt that felt a little too easy and convenient that was one of the the small like little there's a lot of that that happens unfortunately a lot um but how else was he gonna get the lemonade to freeze (laughs) the guy the candy man because we had to come back for the lemonade eventually get to that scene small point to that though it's not as though that's gone away in New Who. That still exists. They just use the psychic paper for that. Ugh, so it's these these things of like these these are plot devices and tropes they use over and over again that have just I guess become you know pretty standard to the canon and the way that things work. But the you know the psychic paper became a crutch for a long time as well, and they right. got rid of it and that kind of brought it back again. So it's that same same idea. It just there was nothing to even give me that small suspension of disbelief other than the doctor is just so charismatic and whatever that he could. Yeah. But sticking just to jump back, because I know you talked about the doctor and Ace talking about the brigadier. I'm assuming that is a past story. Maybe we'll eventually do that they're referencing, or is it just an off off air adventure? 
Either way. Doesn't yeah. matter to me. Because I don't know if there's yeah, a dinosaur story or something in a previous episode. Previous right. story. But anyway. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So what so, so then um so we meet the happiness patrol. Uh, yeah, so we hear right we, we we what do you think of the you texted me and we might as well talk mm. about this uh, about the sort of the similarities between the Happiness Patrol and the Red Blue Gangs uh, from Paradise City. That's not right. Paradise Tower. <laughs> it's Paradise City. Uh, was Dick it was it is he Stradlin or was it no? They're um, very they're they're close. I mean that it's it's in that eighties dystopian. It is that eighties dystopian thing. It's just it's different takes on on similar dynamics and ideas of you know a controlled society and etc cetera, etc cetera. um who would win it just, in a it fight it was just interesting because they felt very similar in in tone and um even some of the design kind of felt very similar i mean obviously there's the the colored hair and everything but this is this is much different because it's much more candy colored um as you know obviously did Sorry. you say this was the same uh director or writer i did not say that as paradise towers no i didn't say that okay all I right i don't Fair think enough. that is the case um fair enough check that so what did you think of the Happiness Patrol in terms of, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, of conceit of what they are. Wait, but you didn't answer design. my question, Dan. Oh, what was your, I'm sorry, what was your Who question? Who would win in a fight? I Red literally team, wasn't listening to you. Red Team, Blue Team, or Happiness Patrol? Uh, I'm, still, I'm still Red Kang. It's got to be Happiness Patrol because they have guns. Uh, I, don't I don't think the, uh, uh, nothing could stop uh, a Red Kang like a good guy with a gun or a good uh, woman with a gun. Uh, so yeah. I'm gonna, oh no! Wait, the the Red Kangs did have guns. Oh no, they had like uh, crossbows or something, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm I all mean, but they the were place. very clever and crafty. They they lasted for for uh, generations. Just you know. Yeah, they didn't have as much slang. The uh, the Happiness Patrol didn't really have the same kind of uh, slang that the Red Kang Blue Kangs did. Remember, because they That's would just true. they had their own sort of word language. I don't remember there being too much of that in. I don't think there was Happiness any in. patrol. They had those cool uh, loops on where their hair came down, almost looked like exactly. they had earrings on their cheek. And when I first saw it, I'm like, "That's a weird place to put a hoop earring," but it wasn't. It was just the way their hair curled. Yes, great yeah, got the, makeup, the, just not harsh looking at all. Just their uh, makeup was on point. They really were, uh, yeah serving china doll realness um but only from the jawline up and even the men got into the act with the makeup which is they very did. nice um it's a it had a great a aesthetic. post-gender society yeah they had their, their whole thing i liked their i liked the costume design i liked the makeup i liked all of it it was very it's a very good looking i i'd live here i mean sure it sucks because you can't be sad uh and they play horrible music but uh they got a lot other going than on. that i mean it sounds perfect um, I could have done with more of the the creepy fake smiles. Fifi, um, yeah, which which we got more in the first story, first episode yes, of the story. They, they did. They sort of fell asleep a little bit on that. Like it was yeah. like, is it, everybody's got to be happy? And then later, there's people that are clearly mad and not. Everyone's happy. miserable, right? Yeah. Right. But I mean, I mean, that kind of goes to. I guess maybe the allegory of 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 what we're, of the show yeah, is about. I mean, there's certain people that forgot. are going to be punished, and yeah. others that aren't, and people in power that can kind of get away with whatever they want to. But even that gets reversed on some people. Like Silas yeah. was a top killer of uh, of uh, killjoys, but then he also gets gets turned on. So right, but yeah. that and that does become a way that the doctor sort of gets out of a situation as he does a little concert where he's got a microphone and yeah. then the bad guys come in and then he laughs like a maniac and he has 
the protest. Now we should talk about the protesters because they're not developed. So as far as like things about the story that I, I wish <clears throat> they played up a, a little bit more, was right. the protesters who are wearing these black garbs over their yep. pink outfits. Um, but they they're not masks arrested. On. They're sort of let to walk around, and you get a sense later at the end they're overthrowing factories. I'm not right. sure what they're building, but they're overthrowing the factories. So they're the workers that weren't allowed in the city, and then they're like, but now that they're in the city, they'll never get out. Like, I didn't understand what yes. their deal was, who was yes. leading them. The, obviously, they're, they go to the doctor's concert. I mean, I get what their point was, but there wasn't anything to... It didn't hang together in the universe the story was creating. So these were workers from outside the city. They're working in the sugar mines and the candy factories, supplying all this to the city. Um, at one point, Helena says that you know when one of them falls, she's like, "Well, I, I, we've built a thousand of them." Um, so there's you know the entire planet seemingly is just you know factories outside the city. Um, supplying them sugar. That seems like a really weird economy. A I'm not sure strange. how that works. And I, and I feel like she should have been using the chuds uh, to work the factories, and then you would have had a little Willy Wonka thing going on. That actually might have been a yeah. lot more interesting. It would have tied them together. As it was, you're right. Like, why are they letting... It's They say, oh, protesters again. Like, like this is a regular yes, occurrence. And, and, and they're like, so... People are, right, people are getting arrested for literally looking like they're gonna frown. And right. getting put in the waiting room. But yet right. these people are all in black just having a parade right and then then they they become sort of important off panel or off screen off panel says the comic book artist 48 factories have fallen when it's like the end of the world war ii where she's hitler and she's splitting uh so yeah i I felt like okay cut the wences or combine the wences and the protesters sure and make them the people like i don't know i felt like we should have met someone i think that would be a really great uh, change to this when you do your novelization of yes, the story. with my puppets, where I do my <laughs> puppet. I, I that's a lot of people don't realize that after I watch every show, I recreate it uh, yeah. with my puppets. Uh, and Steve, who's bound and gagged uh, in the basement, he is but he's my really audience. good though. He's, he's really great. Good. Steve is fantastic. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, Steve, yeah. Steve, you're Just selling like it, buddy. Stapling sock puppets to his poor hands. But that's Steve, you know. This uh, is a so what episode, else? Right? What else we got? Uh, no, so I, I I really did that was that was a good thing to bring up. I'm not qu- now that you bring that up more. I'm not sure why those protesters were allowed. To, yeah, they were so was, happy to odd. kill Killjoys. That's all they wanted to do was arrest and or kill Killjoys, and they just let them go. It seems like a missed opportunity, honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so the doctor and Ace get themselves arrested. Um. They're in the waiting zone. I like the whole. That whole time in the waiting zone when you had, uh, who was, Priscilla P was, I think, guarding them? Priscilla P was like the really tough, crazy, uh, loyal person that ran the waiting room. Who was sort of demoted to get there, right? She she used to do something else, and then you find she out used to work on here. the terrorism squad, yeah. and I guess they got rid of all the terrorists, so now she's doing this. Um, and then uh, 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 Harold V, who used to be yes, Harold like M, and then got oh sorry Harold F, and then was regraded down to Harold V. Let's talk about that in just a second. But so we have we have the two of them in there, plus uh, Ace and the Doctor, who Ace still calls the Professor, which I find very endearing. I thought that was going to go away, but I no, actually I like really it. like it. Um, so they're in there trying to get information about what's going on. They, that's when they learn about the Candyman. They kind of learn about what Helen A is doing, and they you know see her on the video poker and blah blah. blah. 
Um, I like that and you, then, you get, just to stop on that, that yeah. she does like a joke for you. Like you yeah. get this terrible dad Horrible joke. Horrible joke. That's just, and then he's just, the way he criticizes her too about the delivery and the writing. And all, I thought it that was a was a bad awesome. joke poorly executed. It was yeah, fantastic. Was um, and then it was Harold F. that used to write her jokes for her. It's yes. Just, it was really <laughs> fun. Poor comedy writer stuck in the waiting stuck, room. <laughs> stuck in the waiting Um But then they escape on a go-kart. That was so laughable. Yes. It, it was that was cringeworthy. Candyman costume design, people bagged that all over the place. This was horrible, whatever. The go-kart was a thousand times. No, the go-kart times was worse. awful. But let's talk about the go-kart, because this doesn't make yes. any sense. Okay, go. So he's in the waiting room, the doctor and ace, yes. and there's a line drawn, and he's like, Well, what happens if I leave the line? It's not a prison, but and, if you yeah. cross the line. And she says, like, you'll be killed, right? Or something. Yes. You're gonna get she killed. She pulls out her gun and she'll kill him. Yeah, but why is he able to just drive the cart no, off? No, she pulls out her gun when she says it. It's hard to see it, but she in her she has like a little box that she has in front of her, like a candy concession. All right, like so there's not a security Usher, system right? that's going to shoot you. No, if you she cross says the line. right. He tiptoes up to it and he's going to step over, and she says that you know you'll die, and she pulls well, out. They a gun should build her. one of those out of candy. The, the guy, candy guy is always looking for ways to. Yeah, like maybe maybe like a candy cane portico mm-hmm. comes down and just slices yeah. through them. That would have been. I'm, you just get okay. like pixie sticks right in the eyes. And you're, ah. These are all good ideas. These yep. are going to the puppet show. This going to be. And then you get eaten by Fifi, who will then, eventually uh, get to. I got to get to Fifi. Um, but so they have the go kart there, but it's a booby trap. But it's still working, so he just disarms it, and they can get away at you know crawling speed <laughs> on their go kart. Yeah, it's a little it's just silly. idiotic. I mean, that was just crazy. And then it I, breaks down, right? And then they're separate. This it breaks down as twice. As it is, actually, there's so many times where characters escape and get caught. Escape and get caught. Yes. They yes. escape on the go kart. They catch uh, Ace. Ace then escapes uh, when she's with in training. She's going to be turned into yes. a happiness patrol. Then she gets almost immediately caught. Again, yep. by the Happiness Patrol. So, like, there's yep. these weird There's a lot of that. Of, of, okay, just keep her. Like, you don't need to... The, her ace is, has this scene with... And I guess it's just to establish that uh, Susie Q is good, right? So, mm-hmm. she's sort of a happiness she's agent. She's about all Q, this. Yeah. So, she's low on the chart. Yeah. And she's sort of got melancholy, and she doesn't know why she's smiling, and blah, blah, blah. So, she lets her go. Mm-hmm. Great. And then... I think you see maybe 30 seconds of Ace walking down a hallway, and then she's caught again by uh, Daisy K, probably, or somebody. Right? Sure. So it's like, I, I got, it was hard to tell who was who, but yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they, they could have backed off a little bit on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is funny because we're pointing out all these things that were like real problems with the story, but still love this no, story. No, I still love it. I still have no problem I with it. I even loved, like, like, the, I liked the um, Trevor, not Trevor, uh, who's the other Sigma? Earl. Yes. That he's just do, playing the harmonica or whatever, and you could be like, okay, well, they have the one black guy in this thing is playing the blues. Like, it's like... Real problematic, it's, yeah. It's got some things going on. But I did like that when the doctor talked to him, he was like, oh, you're a musician. He was like, no, I'm like a fourth-year medical student on vacation. On I thought vacation. that line was great. Like, I thought yes. that was cool. They yes. never really play on that again, but it was at least like, no, I'm actually not not just this you know, wandering stereotype. Stereotype, you know, right. Yeah. I thought right. that was cool, and I liked him as a character. I wish there were there were a couple times where we're like, all right, I'm going to leave. All right, you leave. I'm going to leave, and then he leaves. Did you notice that that one scene yeah. where, and right. it's like, I'll meet you? That was a little awkward. And but. they're going to meet up by him playing the harmonica, and he'll find yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, that was that was interesting. Why, why, if you're a hardworking 
medical student and you need a break, you're going to go here? It's a candy How did plant, he end man. up there? Maybe is He's there a reputation a sweet outside of outside of the planet like people don't know what's going on there and it sounds like a really happy planet because that's their marketing but yeah. i don't know like why would anyone vacation there that i don't know I, as far nightmare. as like people knowing about the planet the doctor had heard of it right he's i had heard yes, of there were rumors things going on in terra alpha right let's investigate so yeah and they have a whole you know at first they don't have their papers and they're supposed to be in the visitor area only so apparently you know they're I guess tourism's their main. It's lit. It's like going to the M M&M and M factory, though. I'm sure it's very exciting for kids. You can see where the candy's coming from. They also have a waiting area that, yeah. uh, if you cross the line, they'll kill you. So it is a lot like the M M&M and M factory. Yeah, huh. that's exactly. Right. It's the big M M&M and M got to them. Uh, made him change the name. Big M M&M. and M. Uh, All right, so uh, we, should we just we, talk about the Candyman? I mean, I was just gonna say, <laughs> let's get into the Candy Kitchen, and we'll talk about the Candyman and his uh, life partner Gilbert. Were you confused at all? Not that yes. the guy was made of candy, but <laughs> I, sure. when they that first part an- I buy. Yeah, when they first announced her Candyman, I thought it was Gilbert, right? Okay, like because no, they say like, that. oh, this is the Candyman, and then you see Gilbert, and I'm like, oh, that's the Candyman. And then he goes, and then he's like, oh, there's a robot here. And then it took me a little bit, and I was like, oh, no, he's actually the Candyman. And this other guy, it was weird. Like, they announced the Candyman, and maybe I was just half paying attention. I felt like they announced into the story, they talk about him. And then right. the first person you see is Gilbert with right. Hel- Helen A. And she's saying, like, I want, he's like, oh, we're going to do something with Strawberry. Right, like, right, the like Strawberry Fondant Surprise. It. So yeah, like oh, he's the Candyman, but he's not. But he it's is—he is, the, he is the, the one designing it, and he is the Doctor Frankenstein who we find out. We got to get to that. Yeah, that who we find out like created the Candyman, but only not because cr- I had seen stills of of the Candyman before. I was like, I know who that. I mean, that's the Candy. I, there was yeah. no confusion to me whether or not there should be in the story. No, and and that he's a hundred percent the Candyman is the robot thing. Right. Uh, but I just it took me yes. a little bit thinking like oh that's the candy man it's it's a minor thing it's just because i'm dumb it's yeah yeah it was fine. mostly because you're fine. dumb uh but yep. yeah i liked both of them and i think you probably liked both of them i thought they were both i mean their dynamic was fantastic i mean you got the old married couple vibe going on which was really strange yeah do you uh, want to talk like, about the because i think you mentioned it before we started recording i did not pick up on the sort of the gay uh is an allegory or whatever. I don't know what the sure. right word is. I had read that. You told me that. So either you picked up on it uh, or you didn't. But it was one of the guys getting executed had a pink. So, you tell me. Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're referring to something that was on the TARDIS Wikia. Um, they're talking about this <laughs> under the myth section, and they talk about the the gay allegory to this. And yeah, no. Th- there is a lot of that throughout, and and I felt this as I was watching it. I mean, there there is the the Candyman. <laughs> there's Candyman and Harold, and they have their relationship, um, which is very much like uh, life partners who've been together for way too long. Uh, Gilbert comes in at one point, um, and Candyman's been waiting for him. He's like, "What hour is this?" Like nagging yes, him yeah, about coming yeah, in late, yes. which is freaking crazy. They're codependents. Um, you definitely had the feeling throughout that Joseph really wasn't in the marriage with Helen at all. Yes. Um, he yes. was very much, you know, a second fiddle to that. And that fact that, um, Joseph and Gilbert end up running away together. Yes. Is, is pretty <laughs> that, great. That was kind of interesting. Now you I have, picked up, I hundred percent picked up on the whole Candyman dynamic. Yes. That, I think that was sort of obvious. That's pretty on the nose. Um, yeah. 
I didn't. I uh, Joseph C. De- definitely felt like he was in a loveless marriage, but I did not sure. necessarily connect the two. And now it totally makes sense that he leaves right. with another man at the yes. end of it. Yeah. Um, but Pretty the, great. The Toodaloo, one, darling. The, the execution thing I did, that was uh, totally new to me. So someone makes a reference in this. And again, as it's been pointed out, it's a wiki page. So yeah, anyone who knows this. It's, but it's they, they had a bad take on this. They said that the, um, well, they point out the TARDIS is painted pink. Sure. I mean, everything's pink in this. But, you know, it is the era. I'm, I'm, I'll get back to that guy in a second. But it is the era. It's 88. It is the era of ACT UP, um, AIDS crisis. Uh, obviously, much more familiar with it in the U.S. than in uh, England, the U.K., and what's happening there. But, you know, obviously, same things are going on. I'm not sure. We haven't really talked about Thatcher yet, and we'll get into that whole um, uh, allegory here as well. But um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm guessing she had a very similar stance as uh, Reagan, Reagan did in the U.S. and uh, George H.W. Bush did, not mentioning no, AIDS no at all for, for years. Not a problem. They were totally fine. They were kind of awesome on AIDS. So, I mean, it, it is that era of um, when ACT UP reclaimed the pink triangle from, you know, Nazi Germany as a symbol of power and to bring attention to it. So pink becoming a queer symbol. Um, really kind of took off in the 80s. So I feel like some of that's coincidental because that was really just the color of the Happiness Patrol, mm-hmm. but then painting the TARDIS pink was kind of fun. So, But on this wiki page, someone mentioned that they saw that prisoner, the first prisoner we see that gets drowned in the strawberry yeah, fondant and he, surprise. Who is the brother of... Yes, he Harold. is the brother of... Uh, of uh, what's his name? Harold, Harold V. v. Yes. yes. When he was Harold F., his brother went missing. He went looking for him, tried to call... Uh, for help and then got captured. Um, this person says that he looked, uh, I'm going to quote, the victim of the fondant surprise is every inch the proud gay man wearing as he does a pink triangle, which is not true. I read this, went back and watched the scene again. Okay, He's so not, not wearing a pink triangle. He is wearing all black with a pink t-shirt underneath. And there is a moment where the way the collar folds down on the black shirt it makes it look like there is a pink triangle there but it's not it's actually just okay. a pink and, shirt and everybody's wearing a pink shirt exactly so that's there. but but again i mean it, it is quite possible and um that that there is you know the allegory could extend there um as far as the allegory goes though i don't understand it like oh it doesn't go you know what i mean like well, th- does it have any bigger meaning because no, I don't think so. That's why I don't think. I mean, there were so many other things right? that it was really getting at. I, I think it's just one of the many pieces that was building up to the whole uh, comparison allusions to you know Thatcherism. I think that's really what that was. Um, the last thing on this, and and I didn't quite put it together in this way, but it, now that it was pointed out to me, it actually it works really well. But the whole idea of entrapment um, was a very common police act tactic to uh, round up the homosexuals. So mm-hmm. you. Uh, you know, a la George Michael in the men's room. Um, it is that uh, same thing. There you go. Um, so that happens there. You know, it, there, there are all these things. But again, you can post-textualize and, and read into any of these stories, so many different things. I think is one probably conscious idea among several that were kind of put together um, to kind of paint this picture of 80s um, politics. I'm guessing. Right. And I, and I know <laughs> I don't know what to talk about the Thatcher business. Yeah, I only know a little bit about the Iron right. Lady. Is that what they called her? Um, they sure did. So I don't. I mean, sure. Somebody says that this is supposed to be Margaret Thatcher. I'm like, all right. That, that, you know, I did not watch this and go, ah, classic Thatcher. Back. Right. I had. I mean, it wouldn't. You know, I only knew that from reading it. We're disadvantaged uh, because of time and 
location. So we we don't kind of get these as as um, surely as the audience would right. have at the time. If if, uh, if it was a failed actor eating jelly beans, uh, uh, I would maybe. have been like, oh, that's clearly uh, you know Reagan. But or in New Who, if you have uh, Mr. Big playing a Trump character, yeah, who keeps saying Trump, and that you didn't need to do that part. <laughs> You didn't need to just do let it. the subtext be yeah, the subtext. Yeah. There's no subtext. No, I think it's maybe all text. you figured it out. It's all <laughs> overt. All right. So, um, so there is that. But yeah, the Thatcher thing. Um, uh, if you if you if you watch Billy Elliot, then you know about the the coal mining strikes um, during the Thatcher era. That's literally <laughs> because uh, in America we barely even teach American history. Right. <laughs> I have to learn all of my movies. history from movies. Um, so, I mean, the, the striking that's going on is, you know, relating to the uh, coal miner strike and apparently also a printer strike, which was not a thing I even knew that had happened, but during uh, Thatcher's term. All of you people who know this history much better than us, please feel free to email, correct, and tweet us yeah, <laughs> later. And if, you, and if, um, and if you're one of those best... people yelling that science fiction stories don't get political at all, you can shove it in your face. Yeah. Because uh, clearly this is... Uh, I don't know. Who says forever. that? I think that is exactly what science fiction has been That's all about forever. Been. It's always That's been politics. That's what it's for. It's, it's society uh, and politics. Yeah, in, in any case. Uh, yes. I loved it. I, 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 I Just oh. to go back to the to the gay yes. thing. It's so, <laughs> obvi- it's so funny and obvious, the ending. And I feel like such a clod because it, it was just I, to me it was like oh, a funny thing. But now that I see it, that's I can't unsee it. And it's, right. the way they're smiling because I watched it again, it's so funny. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. I just feel it would have been. I mean, it, it couldn't have been more obvious <laughs> if they had the final scene that was Gilbert giving Joseph a peck on the cheek as they're yes, signing yes. off from the video. Like, yeah, it was. It, it was, was great. It was, kind of great. It was great. But I mean, even even before that, when the two of them are together and. Um, Gilbert is telling Joseph how he created the Candyman and all this. Just just the two of them, their interactions together felt very queer to me. Uh, and maybe I just you know read that with with uh, my own kind of right. predisposition to it. But that's it. It was just very interesting. Um, so uh, can we talk a little about the Candyman creation? Yes, because I don't understand yes. it. I don't either. It was okay, good. crazy weird. So we find out that Gilbert made the Candyman. He was born in the candy kitchen, but he, he, his head, his mind was his own, but Gil, Gilbert created the body. So was it actually a person who was literally born in the kitchen? And he just took his brain out and put it into a candy body. If so, why? Okay. That aside, Gilbert was on this, on Terra Alpha because he was exiled from his previous job after creating a super germ that wiped, yeah, that wiped out, out half the, the population. population. Completely not connected to this. It's not as though he created this super germ that wiped out half the population, and the only defense for it that he could come up with was creating these candy soldiers to fight. I don't know. There was just no connection. He's just, I'm freaking bonkers, and I make nuts things. Um, so I guess that's it. And he just makes a candy body, because why wouldn't you do that? I didn't feel like it was at the direction of Helen A. She's like, I want everyone to be happy, and the only way to do that is to make a candy monster. Yeah, it to feels do like that. he did that on his own. It like, was that just was coincidence his own that he was just going to do this. Just a happy they coincidence. Say something about how they, when they're looking at the wreckage, and he's like, "Can you build them again?" And they say something about how they brought his parts in from outside, or something weird about where he came from, from the old planet, or I, I don't know. I don't remember that. He says, no, I'm so looking at the, 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 
I don't know. He, uh, Joseph says to him, can't you just pack him up and start again? Because the, the, the candy body is all like, you know, <laughs> right. mush and, and metal comes out of the slide. Uh, and Gilbert says, not this time. He's better off this way. The candy man's gone. So he could remake him if he wanted to. I don't know. I think I they're going to they're gonna make a houseboy I'm, later. We're breaking up and I'm with you now. Right? Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I guess so. That, yeah. that part of my past is gone. No, uh, you're it's, my, it is it is pretty clear from the the gay subtext that Gilbert's going to make a candy house boy, uh, and the two of them are going to live. Uh, <laughs> this is what the 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 rich gay old men are yeah, going to do. That's exactly Just, you know, little, right. Little eye candy, now, if you will. Speaking of candy man uh, and candy house boys, but like, uh, when aren't they, we? So so a bottle of lemonade permanently gets you stuck on the floor because that okay. was a weird way out, and they did it twice. Yes. Twice. <laughs> he spraying him with water too... and then spraying him with lemonade. Um, yeah. And I love that too Dispenser, the first time. Yeah. Dispenser was kind of. Well, it was adorable, like a seltzer but... Spencer. Yeah. Okay. One thing I found out in this story is that in England, at least at this time, lemonade is a carbonated beverage. Oh. Which is weird. Well, they say it in the story. Okay. He says it's 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 carbonated water, blah blah blah, and the sugar and it's gonna freeze him. To the, which is not the way that we drink lemonade in the land of uh, patriotism. But I like and carbonated rabbit lemonade. eagles. I'll, I'll drink it. I'll, sure, I would yeah. drink the hell out of it. I just wouldn't call it lemonade. I'll drink the hell out of it. I'm not afraid, America. <laughs> um. So yes. So that was the first. Well, this this was the biggest moment where it's like, <laughs> so oh, that's just too convenient. Things. Where the doctor gets gets the Candyman to keep turning around and looking at the oh, oven and whatever, bad. and he just happens to knock the lemonade off the shelf that was just sitting there. Just happens, just to, happens there. to do that, and happens to fall on his feet, and that sticks him there. The doctor planning like, oh, I can get a sticky thing to melt his feet to the ground, sure, but that's how he gets him to do it is to like turn around quickly and knock it over. Is silly. Then later he goes with. Um, the census taker and sees Helen, all this stuff, and then returns with more lemonade to stick him there again is just ridiculous. So there's that. And then there's the oven that is ultimately oh, you know part of the way they get out. out. The, why would you make an oven out of a flamethrower? That just seems I ridiculous. They open the oven and then they also had that hot poker gag. That's that was, fine. Like that, that was go. That makes. But, that was clever. Like she's she's uh, Ace is trying to be really subtle about it and stick it under the, the thing. Fire out. And, Didn't make any sense. On. Come on, like, I can see like man. come on. I can see one big ball of fire coming out because whatever, I can buy that. But like it was shooting a jet of flames for like <laughs> solid five seconds. Uh yeah, that uh, was nuts. But who knows? I mean, he would end up and sadly the candyman would end up dying from strawberry fondant surprise. Yeah. What a weird twist. way to die. Like so they're drowning in the it seems like an elaborate way to just drown someone. I Very thought the elaborate. death would be a little bit different. Or maybe they it was a happy eat him death. as candy or oh, something. But I was they waiting just, for that. They just drown you in, in – there's all these pipes just to, to get strawberry juice. Yeah. You? Yeah. Okay. It's a little overbuilt. But I love yep. the design of the candy kitchen. Yes, um, yes. The It was a huge set, multi-level set, a lot of Rube Goldberg feeling contraptions going on, the pipes all over the place. Um, the everything in the kitchen area was kind of brightly colored, except the background was these crazy patterns, but all in black and white across the entire set. Um, visually, I think it, it worked really well for you know for what they were working with. I think that's true of the entire production design. I was reading someone else's kind of take on this that it felt cheap 
Um, even I guess there was something that um, McCoy said at one point. There was a rumor that they were going to shoot this story in black and white at some point. They were going to do that, but then decided not to at the last minute. And apparently McCoy said he wished he had known at the time he would have pushed for them to do it because he felt that the sets looked so cheap. I didn't it would think have played I, better. I actually, I didn't think so. I thought it looked great. I thought it looked great, and that was one of my notes too. Is I was impressed by the the uh, the amount of different locations like you have yeah. those cool tunnel shots with the chuds and then you have got the candy kitchen and then you've got her office and then you've got the streets and you've got several like, different street locations yeah. yeah and everything i thought looked cool yeah it didn't feel it did, to me it didn't feel cheap i mean it's no. very minimal like you have like her office is literally just a desk in a room, but i don't know it worked for me i didn't it i didn't, I didn't well. get the sense it things have looked cheaper let's say yeah, Doctor that's right. Passed. Maybe maybe we're grading on a curve, but uh, we've come to accept like a lot that. after all these uh, seasons. But uh, I I thought it worked out really well. Let's talk about Fifi. Oh, Fifi's adorable. Like adorable I love monster. I actually felt <laughs> legit like sad by the ending. Like oh this, no, for this I felt like this had a very sad and touching ending, and it was tragic. Like when Fifi gets killed. Wait. And okay. Helen A finds the dead Fifi and just breaks yes. down. And for the first time, all of this suppressed sadness just comes out. And they're like, you know, what are we going to do? And, and he's like, it's done. I thought that moment was very, like, dramatic and sad. And I didn't – you, you're obviously rolling your eyes. Well, But I no, thought no, no, that no. was like – I thought that was a nice, uh, sad moment of uh, – melancholy for a story about happiness sure i mean it, it kind of works you know this is this is at the very end and helen a is is going to go grab a, a shuttle off the planet um and uh, fifi had you know gotten crushed by candy candy crushed if you will oh nice oh one. uh no that was horrible comes out of the sewer um Helen A happens to see Fifi there, and then she, that moment before she says something about having not really had much faith in love, or just felt love yeah, was overrated, and then, overrated. and then, then she really the that was the was only thing she loved was not her for her husband, who is no, not in love with her, not at all, clearly. Uh, but a uh, her Stigorax carnivorous uh, monster—that's the yeah. thing she loved. And this is the what second time, and he he had already been injured uh, by Ace's explosives, right. But so, survived. Yeah, she patched this, him up. He was fine. She yeah, put him right back in. The, I mean, how attached was she to Fifi, really, when he was almost killed? Uh, she patches them up, and they put him in a pipe and then close the lid. Like, yeah, you're, you're fine. But that's Fifi needed playtime. Yeah, was, well, Fifi's... Uh, Fifi was eating too much chocolate, which I guess is fine for Stigorax, but not for dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it just needed some sport. Um, what did you think of the creature design for, for the Stigorax? You know what? I thought it was good. I mean, there were yeah. times when it they're trying to make it move or crawl where it it looks a little silly. But overall, I thought it was well-designed. It, it felt like something you would see in, like, the never-ending story or something. Yeah. Like, I, I liked – I thought they did a really good job with the puppeting. Yeah, I think the actual, like, bringing it to life, the movement of it looked great. The face actually had a lot of articulation in it, even yeah, though it character. was very – There was personality to it. Yeah. Um, it was a very well-designed creature, I think. Um what was so strange about it, I think, was that it looked very detailed, hyper hyper real in a way that almost looked cartoonish. 
set against everything else. Like it almost the face, the features of it, the the brow, the the wrinkles, the way that the mouth moved and everything looked almost too good for everything else. So it kind of stood out to me yeah, as being I, I like a little little over the top. But you I were think uncanny valleying. I was I was valleyed with because uh, it looked stuck too in the valley, much like a real uh, Stigarax. Stigarax. Yeah, I thought That's it was a, a good real name though. It is a good name, and apparently they never use it again. It sounds like another thing mm. they use, but I looked it up. And it was anyway, so uh, yeah, so there's there's Fifi, her one true love, which is yeah. just so sad. A little Cruella Deville going on, but like in a weird yes, reversed yeah, way, absolutely. Um, which is kind of fun. Absolutely. Um, what else do we got? Oh, I just wanted to say real quick, the doctor does another mm-hmm. um, sleight of hand prestidigitation of a, a coin. Yeah, I like all the in magic the air, stuff. which is great, and it just made me sad. R.I.P. Ricky J. Just wanted oh, to mention yeah. that there real quick because that happened so recently. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he's carrying that through, which I think his personality is just freaking fantastic. I love all these little things that he's doing. Um, I think we kind of captured all of it. We really yeah, didn't, I didn't like talk about covered... the chuds much, but the chuds were just there for no good well, reason. Well, I will honestly. say I l- the buildup of the chuds was great. Because uh, or the Wences, whatever they're called. I, I think they're not even called. That's, that's I don't know what they're called. One of, that, the, one that, of them's called Wemfrist, the other's Wolfric. They have you, a name. It doesn't the matter. The pipe people. Then let's pipe say. people. Yeah. Um, that's racist. When you first see them, you only see their POV from like the manhole cover. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yes. So I liked how they build up, and then when you do get that reveal, and it almost looks like almost like ghoulies. Remember with the thing that yes, came out of the toilet? yes. And you're like, well, okay, we're going here. But then yeah. they, they never go here. It's almost like a scene is missing because they have yeah. this weird attachment to Ace where they're talking like Ace. And that's Imitating how the doctor's her. like, oh, you're talking like Ace, so you must know where she is. But did they really spend, like, how do they know Ace? Right. No, I don't know. Their I mean, attachment Ace to Ace and they're sort of. She's you know, charming. Calming her or copying her mannerisms and. In vocabulary, uh, when did that happen? It felt like yeah. a little strange. And then yeah. you're, you're you're right. I mean, they don't develop them. They're just sort of there to. What, why are they there? They don't really they, do anything. No, they don't. I mean, help. they were the indigenous people that had to go underground, and they weren't quite killed. And just they call them pipe people. I don't know. The it pipe people should have rose up and took over. That's that, that would have been that a much made yeah. more sense. But yeah, yeah. For, for any case, I think we covered. We covered I think it. We got right? it all. We these are these all. are all the things we need to talk to. We got the guys. We got the snipers. Yeah, we kind of covered it all. Yeah, I love this story. That was very funny. I would. It was a fun. If story. they're all like this from here on out, I will be happy. Uh, people complaining this is a kids show, or this uh, this doctor is more of a kids thing. If this is what it's like, I'm down. So yeah, same here. I, I would keep like this. going with this. Very happy. So oh, uh, hold on, one real quick thing. Do it. We already sort of talked about it. You already sort of talked about it. But the Doctor and Ace are such a good combo. I just really liked this scene on the go-kart when the Doctor's trying to take the bomb off. And Ace really, really wants to take the bomb off. Yes. And he won't let her, and she won't stop. Yes. And it just... You never let me have any fun. Yeah, it just (laughs) felt like, this is a person I want to spend time with. She's funny. Like It's like, I wish we could have had more companions like this. Yeah going for like this is sort of how to do it so i'm glad that whoever came up with this whole concept of ace good good on you good that's on it. you that's all i had you did it i didn't really need to stop the momentum of no but you're right you're right out, that, but i like uh, that, that scene that's pretty awesome all right we so got some mail we... i'm sure right 
check out the feedback. Thank you, everybody, for uh, emailing and also tweeting at us um, with some messages. So let me uh, let me jump into those as well. So uh, we got a message from uh, Paul Waring who says, despite having a monster which strays dangerously close to trademark infringement, um, the idea of Happiness Patrol makes a change from the usual land on an alien planet, get accosted by monsters, or uh, aliens evade Earth storylines. Let's come back to that trademark infringement. Uh, as Americans who were um, uh, probably tweens at the time uh, that this was popular, we had no idea what trademark infringement you guys were talking about. Yeah, I had um, no idea this was a thing, but I did see the picture, and it's it's very close. Yeah, uh, so it's the the licorice all sorts. It's uh, birdie, um, is is kind of terrifying. So uh, thank you, uh, Paul, for 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 pointing that out to us. Um, as was pointed out by others, Christops, you sent me uh, sent us also a link to one of the advertisements from the two thousands. Um, I found one from nineteen eighty eight. We'll post it on the show page here. Same year as the story came out. And it is the same tone. It feels very noir, very 1984. Uh, it's creepy how on point this is. It's it's crazy. Someone turns into a Candyman in this advertisement. That's the whole premise. Really, of it. it's nuts. Uh, <laughs> so I gotta so we'll, we'll put that on the show page. It is it's bananas. Um, yeah, so thank you for pointing that out to us because we I, I knew there was a thing, but I didn't know what it was. So that was that was awesome. Uh, Paul goes on Wait, to hold- say, "Oh, go ahead. No, oh no, it. keep going with Paul. I, I was going to add something about Paul, but okay, keep going." Uh, he says, "I like the concept of a dystopian society where everyone is nevertheless forced to be happy on pain of death by fondant. Uh, one of the best ways to go. Uh, as with other stories, the three episode format works well. It forces the writers to trim any padding and keeps the action going throughout. I will say this till the day I die. That's." You only it is need the perfect less length. than an hour. It's the perfect length for... It's all you need. Uh, just like every three weeks is the perfect time between podcasts. Yes. Uh, this is the perfect number of episodes. One hour, in and out. You're done. You're done. Um, although it's only the third story together, the Doctor and Ace are already shaping it to be one of the best hardest teams. I obviously agree. Uh, it's a shame their uh, run was cut short by the show's cancellation, as I feel they had so much more to explore together. Um, cheers, Paul. P.S. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Paul. Now, hold on. I believe... Go for it. We got a very, very nice card from this paul right is it this paul? i think it's I this paul yeah paul thank this you paul. paul so we've went to i went to the p.o box which i try to do once a month and there was a nice christmas card with a, a little santa drawn on there and a merry christmas message and happy new year message for dan and i so thank you uh if you want to be like paul you can always send us stuff at uh, our p.o box which is p.o box 2131 red bank new jersey 07701 i just wanted to Take a moment. Thank you very much. That was really cool. That was very nice of you. Um, Okay, so moving on to the next uh, email. We got this from Tom. Um, It does warn us up front that it contains spoilers. Thank you for that because we don't try. We tried to go into this. Yeah, and I never read these emails until right now. Right now. I'm hearing it. Yep. So this has a bunch of stuff in it, uh, line by line here. So um, if you're into 80s politics, Helen A. was a parody of Margaret Thatcher, uh, England's prime minister at the time. Second parentheses, sorry if I'm over-explaining. Not sure how old you guys are. <laughs> Thank you for that, though. We were alive at the time. Um, but 
uh, American and uh, not fully uh, adult then. So, sure, thank you. But I've seen movies. I know how it works. Okay, Uh, but thank you. Um, It goes on to say, Silas P. totally entraps uh, entraps Killjoys, would never hold up in court. I don't think the court system was very strong on this planet, so good point. When most of the judgment is passed by confectionery treat, I mean, I don't think... (laughs) They're worried about. Uh, Although there was one moment from the Census Bureau. Oh yeah, you, uh, you can you the, can't kill. Uh, you can't try do that. No, and you, you can try them as much as you right, want. You can't, you just can't do the, same, the execution. same execution method more than once. <laughs> Execute the heck out of them, right. but you got to do it different ways if it fails. That was amazing. Strawberry death ray. Yep. <laughs> Strawberry death ray. That it's was, not, a, it was a, not banned a in the '60s, right? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, it goes on to say the actor who plays Trevor Sigma also played Morgus in Caves of Androzani. So, oh, but without the mask, that. you can't really tell. Mm. That's awesome. Uh, the doctor mentions his college nip- nickname was Theta Sigma, and Drax called him that in the Omega uh, uh, Armageddon Factor. What was that? Yes, the the uh, Armageddon Armageddon Factor. Oh my God! You had a my hard mouth time just stopped working. Common word, yep. Dan. Yep, uh, I have a degree in English. So that, that's pretty cool as a callback. Uh, pink tar- TARDIS doesn't look terrible and might be appropriate right now. Hmm, okay. Uh, the Candyman is quite possibly the worst Doctor Who costume, uh, or best if you're into that. I am 100% on board with this costume. Eric, you didn't actually tell me. Like, What did you actually think of the costume piece by piece, head to head to feet? Candyman? Yeah. Oh, it was great. With the dumb shoes and the each of the parts and the segmentation of the whole thing. Oh, it was But awful. also the metal parts throughout it, like the brace and the, the face thing, like the mix of it. It was great. Okay. It was good. I got to look up. It. And it's, it's, not, it's not to be confused with the other Candyman. Uh, no, that was much darker. Times. Don't say It'll it. Don't look in the mirror. Um, let's see. The doctor you know what? Hold on. Wait. Let's hold on. Let's go back. He almost also looks like... In Pee Wee's Playhouse, who was Rosie? Was Rosie the jamming Pee Wee? You know what I'm talking about? I know the show. I don't recall a character that looks anything like that. Hold on. Let me look it up. Hmm. Pause for station hmm. identification. Maybe it's not Rosie. What's the name of the I don't remember a Rosie. character? There's Jombie. Nope. But that not the, the severed That's the uh, genie, head. genie head. Nope. Not the seat. There was nope, like was it was it was like made out of like a boombox, and uh, uh, whatever it doesn't matter. We're all okay. Fine. Well, if you can Just find it, we'll Google put it on the show it. page. Uh, and then you were like, "Well, that doesn't really look like it." But like the segmentation, but it, it, I actually sure. just saw a picture. It looks it nothing. Really doesn't look at it. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to but see. in your we'll, memory. We'll uh, okay, why is Fifi in a birdcage? That door isn't big enough for it to get out. Fair enough. Uh, also, Fifi <laughs> wanted to get out of that. Not enough room for Fifi. No, Fifi needs some space. Cool. Spread your legs. You know, get a little stretch in. Um, they, uh, Tom goes on to say, might have been faster to escape by <laughs> walking your, than to take the go-kart. Sp- I have to just point out, spread your legs was probably not the right. Maybe stretch. Stretch, stretch is probably, because I don't know what's going on. Spread, spread out, stretch your legs. <laughs> I combine the two. Everyone spread your legs. Uh, we're also doing a jazzercise class while you're listening uh, to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Being from Chicago, Tom is always happy to see a blues man on Doctor Who. Um, I'm glad they actually, like Eric said, gave the character a bit more to do than that. Um, they killed their best Killjoy undercover agent because they thought he looked unhappy. Whatever happened to due process? Again, not a strong not legal system, system here. Nope. Uh, 
uh, I guess the old oven behind you bit always makes me spill makes me spill the strategically placed lemonade that trapped me to the floor. Yes, again, <laughs> Tom, scene. same yeah. feeling. That crazy. Uh, I feel the pipe people really played no role at all. Eric, you Agreed. had the exact same. They could have played a much better role, in fact, um, as Eric points out in his fan fiction. Um, Happiness Patrol it, uh, almost always seems unhappy. Actually, that that was that point. You kind of touched on it briefly, but the fact that they're the two different patrols that turn on each other, which was kind mm-hmm. of cool as a as an ending. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but to stop the villain, the doctor kills her dog. Yes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. And um, the doctor doesn't actually do it, right? Don't the... Did the chud He kind do of it? does, because he says a certain tone is going to knock the crystal stalactites down. But that's how so. he gets... Is that how he gets injured or killed? I can't even remember. Killed. Gets injured by the Nitro 9, killed by the Candy Crush. Okay, but then I thought then he was also flooded out with strawberry. I guess he wasn't. No, that was that was right. the that was the candy Fair man. Gets, yeah. uh, I will bet the Terra Alpha has an awesome House of Blues now. <laughs> I hope he. I hope Earl got off. The Sadly, planet, they frankly. have a planet in Hollywood. It's unfortunate, oh, but oh. Bruce Willis is there. Cool. Uh, not a great episode, but not terrible either. Very middle of the road. Couldn't disagree more. No, I think, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, says happy holidays. Um, thank you so much, Tom, for that one, and thank you, listeners, for letting me read the entire thing. Um, and last, this one just came in right as we were about to record, so I'm reading this basically for the first time as well. Although you can't tell it from how well I deliver um, all these words. Okay, um, this is from, uh, who is this from? Oh, on Twitter. Uh, ha- Hair of the Hound. Hair of the Hound. Uh, Conrad says to us, uh, hello, sweetie. Hello, right back at you. Uh after the mythology heavy remembrance of the Daleks, I thought Dan might need some help or maybe some of his Colorado edibles hey now. to digest this much campier happiness patrol. Um, get yes. The working title for this story was The Crooked Smile. Ooh, I really like that title. That, that's nice. Huh? And was rumored to have nearly been filmed in black and white noir style. Read that as well. Um, that's, I think it would have been interesting, but no, I think this worked without it. So, yeah. Um, the original idea for the Candyman was more human with white powdered sugar skin and candy cane glasses. That's an interesting thing. That almost like powder, like that terrible movie that was, I think, made by a pedophile. Uh, that somehow Hollywood was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. That's we fine. Put this out. Who I think Disney we'll put, we'll put, put Travolta in it. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but that I, so I would you, not you have would, liked. You it. wouldn't like that, right? If it was like a white. That's a hard you need. Read. The candy this, cane glasses. No. Is kind of corn. Like I'm glad they sort of had this madness. This that constructed they went creature that is absurd. You have to, if you aren't down with the Candyman's costume, then you're going to hate the entire story. If you go with the absurdity and ridiculousness of it and buy into the costume as well, it all works. I think this is great. Um, goes on to point out the um, trademark infringement as well. The eventual design looks suspiciously like Bertie Bassett, um, and thank you for attaching some uh, images of what that looks like. A branded character of UK confectionery company Bassett, who contacted the BBC legal department over copyright, but didn't sue as long as the Candyman never appeared again. Sad. He will only appear in our dreams. Now, we'll put this on the show notes page or the landing page. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the hat, the thing has a hat very similar to the Candyman's head. Um, yeah. And then the, but other than that, that center, I mean, 
the, the licorice center and the, the legs center, of the other. Yeah, I mean, it there's, feels, there's enough it, parts it, it's, that it's yeah. very, very close, but it's not I mean, it exactly makes sense. The they were They were doing the Candyman. This was a big thing at the time, but they went dangerously close to, uh, yeah, getting sued there. Um, and last says, uh, hashtag science fact, the Candyman is friggin' awesome, and as long as you don't diss him on gay Twitter, happiness will prevail. Um, I would never. I think uh, Candyman is a yeah, we like Candyman. So this is great. Um, loving your hard work, um, you sweet things. Um, and that's hair of the yeah, well, hound thank you on for writing. Thank you. Uh, and uh, this Super is, awesome. these are, have all been very good length emails because we could read the whole thing without, uh, you know, having to summarize it. Because we'll, so we, we'll miss some of your points if we have to do that. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so do we want to check what we saw yes. on the tweeters? Wait, no, wait, what did you say? Oh, what do you want to do? Oh, we, no, we, I, was, I, have, I have iTunes reviews to uh, read. Do you want to do this first? Let's end on the iTunes reviews because okay. they're your favorite part. We saved dessert okay. for the end. Um, yeah, so we have a bunch of you guys responded to us. Thank you for that. Um Christops, let's see, what did you say? You had a couple of different tweets at us. Um, you said, great story, but it feels serious and almost incong- incongruously d- adult. I'm having problems with my words today. Um, <laughs> even with the Candyman, the entrapment scene, the political executions, the central role of mental health, huh? hmm? uh, the anti-Thatcher undertones, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's me, but this could have been more fun. I thought it was super fun, even with all the darkness. It was kind of great. I like it because of the darkness. I think that's what. Yeah, actually, uh, that's my that's my Venn diagram of me is yeah. depression and comedy, and there they are in the, the middle. same, basically the same <laughs> thing in your your world. Uh, Bernard uh, pointed us to something he wrote a while back. Uh, one line pretty much says it all. If you don't like the Happiness Patrol, even a smidgen, you aren't actually a Doctor Who fan. Oh, all right. So that's we're on a the strong stance. Strong stance, but I can't see how you wouldn't like this even a little bit. If for nothing else, the dynamic between the Doctor and Ace, anything else could be going on in the entire story. And as long as you had those moments, the whole thing is is worthwhile. My opinion, and it's our show. Um, the podcast, uh, our friends at World Enough and Time wrote to us, um, love it now, but found it uh, a a difficult watch back in 88, mainly because of the Candyman, a character which single-handedly evaporated any schoolyard kudos Doctor Who had gained from Remembrance. The central conceit is wonderful, if not original, uh, entirely original in the, uh, if not entirely original and the execution is bold. Um, so that's really interesting. I wrote back there because I wanted to know, like, why was it so disliked at the time? Um for us, that means 30 years later. 30 years later. Well, I can uh, definitely say, like, I don't know how old out. the person was at the time, but if you were, like, in grade school and then you were, yeah. you know, be like, no, Doctor Who's cool, and then About you have age. to defend the Candyman, I could see that, how that wouldn't, that wouldn't. Especially when up. it was, like, it's as though they, the character was based on, you know, the green M&M. Like, for us, it would have been like, oh, that's really hard to. Right, and it's like, there's right. no, yeah. you're not, like, uh, grade school kids are not, like, sort of always well-versed in irony. Like, it's not like, you know, right, they're going to be like, right. this ain't cool. You know, if he had you gun were. for hands or claws coming out, they would be, you know, into it. Save it for the puppet show, all right? Sorry. Um, <laughs> what oh, if Candyman were darker? It was like that. Sorry, Zach it was the Snyder's world enough in time Candyman. that sent me it. I'm cutting. I'm sorry. I just. I was just talking about Zack Snyder's Candyman. I'm not really. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot that's coming out of me right now. So you just go. You just go ahead. Uh, World Enough in Time, you were the ones that sent us the link to the ni- uh, 2004 uh, advertisement of the uh, uh, Bassett Fruit All Sorts. Um, but yeah, this one not from 88 that we'll put on the show page is 
freaking crazy how close it is. Um, so that's awesome. Thank you very much for all of that. Um, what else? There was something else. Oh, Hair the Hound, didn't you say something? I didn't organize my tweets this time. I'm just scrolling through my timeline. Sorry if I didn't respond to all of them. We responded on online, so... Um, oh, you did say you can confirm the story definitely contains moments of happiness among other uh, of its many moments. So it is true. Um, so thank you all for for uh, sending us tweets and sending us emails. But most important thing you can do besides sending us free stuff in the mail is to leave an iTunes review. Eric, yes, do we, we got have two. iTunes reviews? We actually have two, which what? is amazing. So the first one, um, subject line is a bunch of... High fives and hand claps and what do the kids call them? Emoticons? Is that still a thing? I think they call them emojis, but that's cool. Okay, whatever they are. Grandpa. Uh, all <laughs> arguments against this podcast are invalid because today I saw a pic of Matt Smith cuddling with a unicorn and everything is great. Okay. So there you go. So thank you, Jake. So we won. Uh, I think that, we won that because is, of that. That was a five star. We got that on December 12th. Uh, we also Wait, got we... a four-star review from... Oh, man. Four stars is still good. Uh, is it, is though? From, it is. From Jess. Okay. Don't don't destroy... Don't uh, <laughs> ruin my sunshine. What was that? The one-hit song? What don't, are you talking don't about? Don't steal my sunshine? Yeah, whatever. Uh, I really enjoy listening to these two, me and you, chat about Doctor Who, and they have a great dynamic. They stand out in Doctor Who podcasts... Because they are watching these episodes for the first time, and we get their fresh reactions. That's they are it. mostly unbiased by, quote, accepted fan wisdom. Mostly because we don't do the research to know what the fan wisdom is. My only gripe... Well, it's funny you should say that. My only gripe is that in some episodes, they talk about some production uh, history that is inaccurate. That's because of the small amount of research that we do do. Yeah. <laughs> so I like hard. their lack of research in general since it makes for more genuine opinions. But I wish they would avoid this subject since it does annoy me sometimes. This is the okay. only reason for knocking off a star, and it is honestly not that big of a deal. I still love the show and always look forward to new episodes. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for yes. that. Honest opinion. Uh, I, I will accept your criticism. And you know what? Maybe I will stop completely looking anything no. up. No, I don't care. Okay, and leave so, that to you. You're you'll be the research oh, guy. So I'm the one that gets it all wrong. That's that's fine. I'll, I'll take that. And it, le it lets you do but you more know what? work. Even if these things are inaccurate, at least it gives us a little context to the time. Like you said, we're watching these for the first time and some distance here. At least we're only thirty years behind now. When we're watching these stories, but you know some of these things we just we weren't as steeped. It, it wasn't part of the culture um, here. Uh, you know, it was on PB PBS, like every once in a while when you can catch it on a random Sunday morning. So we don't have the, those backstories. So, you know, I can't really tell the wheat from the chaff and some of the research. So um, I just want to get a little something in there. So yeah, and if the, I find something interesting, I'm not reporting. I'm not reading back everything that I'm seeing uh, across the Web. But some of the things that seem pertinent and could plausibly be true. Um, I'm definitely going to keep reading that stuff. So well, I'll tell you, my research my research consists solely of going to either TARDIS Wiki or Wikipedia and yep, saying, what were these character names again? <laughs> and then I write down their character names and inadvertently, and then forget them? I'll see something in that listing yes. and I'll go, oh, that was supposed to be Margaret Thatcher. I should write that down and talk to Dan about it. <laughs> hey, Dan, did you know this was supposed to be Margaret Thatcher? Uh, yeah, so that I, that's as far as I go. Yeah, you know, when we we don't do a whole Brit lot Box, more than that. 
when when I used to get the DVDs from Netflix, yes. I would always watch the documentaries, and that was fascinating. But yes. since I don't do that anymore, now it's all BritBox. I don't even know if they have those. If they don't, I just watch the, they the don't. three and I'm out. I would I would absolutely love it if if BritBox would contain some of the DVD extras as well, or you know, some I've I've sought some of that on YouTube because people will post them every once in a while on there when it's a particularly um, something I need to figure out, or it was referenced in one of these um, wiki pages. Um, according to the DVD extra, they said blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, so that would be nice to have, but we don't have uh, we don't have all this accepted wisdom. We just got to go with what we got. But thank you guys for the podcast reviews. Yeah, thank That's you for fantastic. all that stuff and for the emails you know, and the tweets. I just want to let you know, uh, last last uh, reviewer there. Um, these uh, reviews aren't set in stone, so if you feel like you know putting that star back on because we've copped to our mistakes, feel free to put it back on. So I'm. <laughs> Yeah, but four is fine. Yeah, four, four is, is okay. great. It really is. I'm happy that anybody took the time to That's uh, review true. us. It's fine. Thank and you uh, so yeah, so uh, we're done. So Merry Christmas. We're done. Yeah. Uh, happy holidays. Belated. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year coming up. Yeah. Yeah, we're gone until um, the New Year. The New Year, right? Yeah. 2019, Eric and Dan. It's brand new year. Everything's gonna be good this time. Oh God, it's all gonna turn <laughs> around. All right. Well, uh, yeah. That's that. It. That's it. Is that it, dude? Thanks, everybody. All right, thank you all. Peace. Oh, what? Let me out of this trunk. I was just gonna say we didn't we didn't point them to the Twitter page or anything, whatever. The... Point them to the Twitter page right now. This this will all still be in. <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> Eric's decided on doing no editing. You hey guys, can if go... you want to email us, email us at theolddoctorwhoshow at gmail You can visit our show pages at theolddoctorwhoshow.com. Tweet at us at uh, TOW Show. You can also look at our Instagram on TOW Show, uh, on the Instagrams, and TOWS on Facebook, right? Slash TOWS is Facebook, yeah. Yep. So those, those are all the places if you want to get in touch with us. And Eric gave you the PO box if you want to send us fun, pretty things. Yep. All right. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody. See you. Bye. the hashtag me too i don't need to little <laughs> so, uh, sexual assault say whatever you want it, it was fun i found it funny in the moment <laughs> can you actually leave it in and then uh drop my laughter and insert a three second pause of silence <laughs> and then i'll insert an apology i'll just make an apology i would just like to take this moment i'll never it's direct great. i'll never direct guardians
my robot, you know?